Welcome to your not back to school week. Traditionally, this has been the week that I would grab a box of Smarties for each of my kids and let them know that they're going to be smarter this year. Yeah, I know, cheesy, but I still do it. Where we make sure to grab a pumpkin spice latte to celebrate the season. <laughs> yeah, I do. And we definitely have a stack of fun new books, maybe some workbooks, definitely re-louds suited for each of our kids, probably a pack of new pencils, a variety of new Crayola crayons, or things that I definitely don't need after almost two decades of homeschooling. And we celebrate this first day back to our typical homeschool routine. I know that not every homeschool is beginning their homeschool routines on the same week or the same day or even the same month and some of us don't actually stop during the summer. So I know that you are probably not necessarily starting this week, but I just want to honor the moment in this next year of your homeschool. Welcome back. I hope this year is going to be the most satisfying one you've had. But when your life and homeschool routines don't feel satisfying or they didn't last year, that last year you may have felt the need to get everything done and didn't feel like it really completed the way you wanted it to, then today I want you to consider these six game-changing ways to streamline your life and your homeschool routines. They probably aren't what you're thinking I'm about to say. I'm not going to be discussing the typical things you might hear in a homeschool co-op conversation about how to create a routine. I could. I could write down all the things that I think you could include in your homeschool and suggest you do it in the way that worked for me and for my kids, but I know that that's not going to necessarily accurately reflect how you might do things and how you might need them for you and your kids. What I will suggest is that we come at it from a life angle, from embracing imperfection, finding joy in the present moment, owning our authenticity and pursuing our passions. I'm going to offer you six ways that can guide you to a more intentional, purpose-driven homeschool life. So welcome to the Homeschool Mama Self-Care Podcast. I'm Teresa Wiedrich, Homeschool Life Coach at www.capturingthecharmedlife.com. If you're a homeschool mom looking to reimagine your homeschool life, then this is the podcast for you. Before I share the six game-changing ways to streamline your life and homeschool routines, I want to ask you six questions. I'll go slow but I'll assume that you've already grabbed your journal because you can see I'm kind of in my own routine of asking you questions before we get started. So here's six questions to ask when you'd like to simplify or streamline your life and homeschool routines. Question one, what routine do you want to clarify? You could have a date night routine. You could have a toothbrushing routine. Obviously, you can have a dietary routine. You can have a morning routine. Maybe you're talking about a homeschool routine specifically or a housework routine. Maybe it's a self-care routine, a journaling routine. What exactly is the routine you want to clarify? Question two, how can you embrace imperfection to simplify and enhance homeschooling? Big question, because that discussion of imperfection comes up all the time with homeschool moms. 
we want to recognize that mistakes are a natural part of growth and grant ourselves permission to learn from them. So consider journaling about your challenges with perfectionism. Question three, how can you find joy in your present moment and apply mindfulness techniques to improve your homeschool routine? We need to create practices in our daily to-do lists, our daily tasks, foster this gratitude or gratefulness for, for what is actually right in front of us. But it's busy and we have lots of voices. So how do we do it? Question four, what steps can you take to own your authenticity, your true self, and streamline all of your life? I've noticed there is a direct connection between authenticity and the ability to clarify what you really want to do in a day. What do you see as the connection between those two things? And how does your showing up for you, being more authentically you, actually impact your homeschool routine? Question five, how can you integrate your personal passions into homeschooling to simplify and enrich your daily routines? We want to align our daily activities with what genuinely brings us joy. Question six, what strategies can you employ to live with intention and align your aspirations in homeschooling or all the other areas of your life to become more purpose-driven? If you don't have an answer to that question, I am going to dig deep into it today. Because at the end of our homeschool family days, we want to know we've created meaningful learning experiences and shared moments of significance or memories with our kids. I want to interrupt this episode because as we approach the first session of the Reimagine Your Homeschool group coaching program, I want to take a moment to address something that resonates deeply with many homeschool moms about the challenges or the doubts that come with the territory of being a homeschool mom. I have conversations with homeschool moms every day, every day. I hear homeschool moms struggling with doubt and uncertainty and that not good enough feeling, trying to come out of layers of anxiety sometimes or overwhelm, sometimes stressed by their expectations or struggling with the expectations of others. And so much life stuff that doesn't ever get discussed in a homeschool podcast and hasn't been dealt with before those women become moms. And of course, they're uncertain about their homeschool end goals too. In the Reimagine Your Homeschool program, we're gonna address these challenges head on and guide you toward confidence and a deeper sense of, yeah, I'm doing this and I should be doing what I'm doing. This is right. By focusing on these elements, eight elements that I've included, such as finding purpose amid challenges, embracing frustration as a catalyst for growth, and creating clear educational intentions, you're going to discover a path that works for you and your homeschool kids. But as they say, and it is true, time is running out because enrollment for the Reimagine Your Homeschool program is about to close 
like imminently in the next day or two. And I'm only going to offer this program once a year. So I don't want you to miss out on the opportunity. This program is limited to a select number of participants because I want to go deeply with them and I want to offer deep life coaching. If you identify with the challenges that I've shared in the last few weeks of this podcast, or you've been following me on Instagram, Facebook, or Patreon, whether you're unsure about your homeschool approach, struggling to connect with your kids, or feeling overwhelmed by the myriad of choices, this Reimagine Your Homeschool program is tailor-made for you. How do I know? Because I tailor-make it for you. I make sure to dig deep into who are you really, what are your challenges, and how do I address what's really going on for you. Remember, this is a chance for you to learn from someone who's been through the trenches, faced oodles of doubts, and emerged stronger and more confident. I'm here to guide you through the process and provide you with the tools, with mindset shifts and strategies that have the power to reimagine your homeschool journey. So don't miss out on this opportunity and join me as we begin this eight-week journey to transform your homeschool from the inside out. If you're curious to learn more, email me at theresawiedrich at outlook.com. Can I tell you a story about my life and homeschool routines? Straight up, I didn't know I couldn't do everything. I wanted to know that everything I was doing was enough. And I assumed I could do it all. Sound familiar? I hear this discussion of enoughness all the time. I didn't understand it in my early homeschool years, but I now know that I have to determine what my version of enoughness is. You can't meet something that you don't know how to measure. What is my version of success or enoughness in my homeschool and my life? Then I need to work backward to decide what I have to do to meet it. And then I can get clear whether it's even a possibility. Did I want to eke out a consistent routine with specific subjects each day? Did I want to include enrichment activities or extracurriculars for my kids? When would I eke out the time? What was important for me to include? I had to write everything down, all of it. Now, could I do it all? (laughs) Nope. Could I give my kids every opportunity? Could I afford to give my kids every opportunity? And did I even have the time? Nope. Would I be able to say at the end of my years that I could have done things differently or I could have done more things? Oh yeah. What I needed to learn to do is practically, and I'm gonna give you a list of things here, six things that you could do to clarify your goals. If you want to write it down, you can, or you can head over to my website, capturingthecharmedlife.com, and you'll see what I learned I needed to do and six steps. The first thing is to set clear goals, academic goals, social goals, personal goals, all the goals. The second thing is establish a consistent schedule. Yes, I said schedule, that very naughty word in the homeschool community, create or establish a consistent schedule. Consistency is key for a successful schedule or routine or any word you want to input here. 
Whether you want to call it a schedule or you want to call it a routine, just remember the intention is to create a sense of structure or predictability. That is all. The third thing is to include core activities. They may include the basic core subjects that you might see in school or they may not, but they will include the same activities you want to include every day or most days. The fourth thing I needed to learn to do was to incorporate margins or breaks. Girl, I was not good at this one. I still sometimes am not. When I need to leave somewhere, I need to know because I know that it takes me about 17 minutes to get to my local town. So then I tell myself, if I need to be there at three o'clock, I only need to leave at 2.43. That does not mean I am ready and dressed for the day. It does not mean that I have grabbed a snack or water or my bag. It doesn't mean that I've grabbed the dog or checked on the goats. It doesn't mean that I'm going anywhere except the outskirts of the town. That is not creating a margin. I've learned I have to create margins. It makes things less stressful for the kids, makes less stress for me. Sometimes we need to create breaks, like tension relief breaks through exercise or yoga, just going outdoors, maybe it's snacks. The fifth thing we need to do is learn flexibility. The most challenging thing in my world still is learning how to be flexible. A routine is important, but flexibility is required because, you know, kids, (laughs) there's always a reason that you have to be flexible. The sixth thing is that you want to review and adjust your routine again. So maybe every three months, maybe it's every six, maybe it's once a year, you regularly review how the routine is working. Ask your kids, what do they think? How are they progressing? What do they want to learn? What's their interests? Did they give you any feedback that you ignored but might want to listen to? I learned that the homeschool routine is a tool to help me achieve my home education goals while also maintaining the well-being of my family. I learned that it's important to try to create a structure and flexibility to create an environment that supports my kids' growth and learning journey and also the things that I need. Do you know what else I didn't get about my life and homeschool routines? I didn't know that I was supposed to use my natural giftings and aptitudes and my kids' natural giftings and aptitudes as a jumping off board to create my authentic, meaningful life that I got to create it. Oh, and also determining how it actually functions, their interests, their aptitudes, their giftings, and mine and our need for space and our need for waking up at different times and going to bed at different times and wanting certain things to energize us and other things that don't, learning how to put all that together. I didn't know how to do it and I didn't recognize I could create that. Certainly, I didn't know I had to create space and time for myself, but you know that I couldn't do that because that is why I started this entire podcast, wrote the book, etc., etc. I also didn't know that my goal wasn't to do it perfectly, but to learn from imperfection. That's a goal that I didn't 
know, but I also didn't want to know. Of course, I also didn't know that my end goal wasn't when my kids graduated, but this moment right here, right now. And you know, I didn't know that my end goal wasn't actually to get them graduated, but rather to be in the moment right here, right now, wherever I am on the homeschool journey. Because I was making memories. I'm still making memories and want to live my life right in the moment. Not when I have conceived that the entire job is done. So here's the six game-changing ways to streamline your homeschool or life routines. I want you to know, you may have wondered, is she going to say, set aside time to call stuff, to get rid of stuff, or to decide to get rid of certain unhealthy relationships, or to delete something from an over-busy calendar? And nope, I'm not going to go there. Because when you do these specific ways or approaches, use these approaches in your life, they will naturally fall off. So the first game-changing way to streamline your homeschool routine is to embrace imperfection, or at least lean into it, and lean into self-compassion too. Doing it perfectly really isn't our goal, and it would really serve us if we're challenged by perfectionism to ask ourselves why. We may have very different reasons for going after this perfect life or perfect homeschool. But one thing we know for sure, there's something feeding the need for being perfect or for appearing perfect, as is the actual case. Because I don't know about you, but when I see my homeschool life, when I look back and I consider all the different facets of it, I saw messy routines, messy people, of course, messy kitchens, bathrooms too, And always messy homeschool spaces scattered across the house, the minivan, and various places in the community. Here's what I've learned about perfectionism and why it's not useful for us. It can be a nasty cycle that really preoccupies our day. What is the cycle of perfection that I speak to? Well, you have unrealistic, perfect expectations of yourself, even if you don't say it, but you're thinking it and you're shaming yourself when you're not doing things perfectly, then you project that need for perfection onto others. You get frustrated that they can't achieve it either. And you get frustrated or ashamed that you can't perform it. And clearly they get frustrated with you that they can't achieve it. And you're pointing out that they can't. And you live in this cycle of shame and accusation and too much control and obvious dissatisfaction. That's why I connect embracing imperfection with self-compassion, because how we engage ourselves is how we engage everyone else. So we need to practice self-compassion, include self-compassion techniques. If there is anything I have learned in my life journey, it is that the one that I'm looking to have meet the needs that I have isn't someone else. I need to be the first person to say, hey, I see you. I see your imperfection, but I love you still. So we need to find ways to incorporate self-compassion strategies. 
Whether you find my self-compassion course online, ideal for homeschool moms, or you join me in the group coaching program when I offer it probably in January or February, or you're doing some self-compassion techniques um, you can find on my website, I encourage you to turn inward when you're having your own big emotions. I encourage you to regularly journal your feelings and your thoughts. If perfectionism is a challenge for you, grab your journal every morning, write about what your experience was the day before, the things that you're challenged by, or maybe the end of the day is the best time for you. But grab your journal and make it a practice for about 60 days. Write every day what your experience was with this thing of imperfection. When you get clearer on what's going on inside of you, somehow that self-awareness helps to dissipate the external actions that we sometimes self-sabotage with. So how you engage yourself is how you engage your kids. So do a deep dive on imperfection, your imperfection. And when you do that deep dive into perfectionism, then you will feel free to accept your homeschool life, its routine, the way it is. It doesn't have to be figured. It doesn't have to be perfect. It can sometimes be messy. The second thing that I would encourage you with as a game-changing way to streamline your homeschool routine is to find joy in the moment. Some of us do this really well. It comes naturally to some and to the rest of us. When we feel the intensity arising in us, maybe a frustration, or we feel shamed by the imperfection in our homeschools, or literally anything, anything that could be a negative self-talk or negative energy, we tend to do a little bit of a negative spiral, and we see more negativity. We don't see the positive it's much easier to find the imperfections, the not enoughness in our family lives. Said everybody. So we need to make it a practice to find joy. Once a day, I get a reminder on my phone at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time to breathe. So I put my hand on my heart. I slowly take in a deep breath. Ask myself how I'm feeling. Just a check-in. Almost every day, I journal and I ask myself, what's going on? Or maybe I have an area of focus with my journaling. This has been a common theme for me that I sometimes pick up different journals about different elements of life and I do deep dives. Maybe you can throw a reminder into your phone that signals the kids to stop you and ask each of you to stop, to look, to see what's happening in front of you to notice what you're hearing, notice what you're smelling, notice what you're tasting, notice what you're touching, and just ground yourselves. It's like, it's called a grounding activity. And just ground yourselves and see all the beauty that surrounds you. If anything, you can look into their little faces and see the beauty that is within them right here, right now. It took me a long time to understand that I was waiting for life to align so that I could feel good. I was looking to not have any ebbs and flows with my monthly cycle, not feel challenged by overstimulation because I'm probably characterized as a highly sensitive person. I didn't want to have any more relational challenges with my partner 
you two. And I didn't want frustration or disappointment with my family or friends. And I learned, and I learned, that I had to accept the bad news. All of those things were not going to happen. Life doesn't always align so you can feel great. Because life is growth. And these things are opportunities for growth. But we can do a few things to bolster our joy, like practicing mindfulness moments, creating a gratitude practice. And even if some people say it's not that important, maybe it's a small thing in our happiness factor, but it is a thing and science supports it. We can speak daily affirmations to ourselves, especially when we have not had anyone speak these kinds of affirmations before. If you would like to access the Homeschool Mama daily affirmations, you can head over to the show notes. I have my own version of the Homeschool Mama daily affirmations. You can incorporate breathing techniques or sensory moments. You could include a communal prayer time of thanks or offer a loving kindness meditation for the world, for your family, for your community. Whether it's the giggles of your little ones when you're playing snakes and ladders, hopefully giggling, not fighting, or the warmth of a cup of pumpkin spice latte, yeah, I said it, I like them, or a breathtaking blue moon in August, these moments can hold power to fill your heart with joy. This is what you're looking for. This is what you want, those moments of joy. And when we have enough moments of joy, we're not looking to perfect our homeschool routines. We want to live in the moment. The third thing I want to offer you is to own your authenticity. The more we get clear on who we are, allow others to see the real us, and create practices to encourage our authentic, unique selves, just like we do with our kids, We will instinctively streamline and simplify our life and homeschool routines because some of the things we're doing just don't make any sense. They don't make any sense to us anyway. For instance, we might know that certain activities that we want for our kids, that we keep pushing our kids towards, are actually our dreams, like becoming an NHL star. Okay, well, this is not speaking about me, but other people from Canada. So, because we're going to learn that some of those activities that we want for our kids or those those dreams that we have for our kids, they're not our child's dreams. They're ours. When we own who we really are, when we get clear on who we are, and when we get clear on who our kids are, we let them become them and dream their dreams. Sometimes we'll know we need to invest more time in doing the things we love. So then the things we don't love will drop off because they don't have any relevance in our lives anymore. And that can mean we spend less time with certain people too. Perhaps we've only been in a relationship with certain people because someone told us we had to, but we didn't choose that relationship. Include the people that should be in your life. You get to choose. When we own our unique selves, really leaning into us, becoming more us, the things that aren't us tend to disappear. So it's time to take one more step toward living outside the societal box and embrace your unique you, unapologetically, authentically. Your life, your journey, your homeschool routine, they're all yours to create. 
The fourth thing I want to share with you, a game-changing way to streamline your homeschool and life routines is to pursue your passions. That kind of comes with the territory of owning your authenticity. But what lights up your soul? Is it writing, painting, dancing, or some other long-lost dream? Something you didn't even think about since maybe you were eight, or maybe before you were a mother. You want your kids to do the things that light up their souls. I know you do. We're all talking about it, allowing our kids to follow their curiosities and their interests, pursuing their passions because they enjoy them, not because they're necessarily going to make a career out of them, not because they'll be productive when they do them, and not because they declare to the world that they are, you fill in the blank, some identity. No, just because they think it's fun. We want them to bloom in their interests. And we see that the pursuit of their passions not only fuels their creativity, but it also brings an incredible sense of play, joy, excitement. That's why they like doing the things they do. That's why they look so happy playing. Therefore, I'm going to encourage you to pursue your passion too. And guess what happens when you pursue your passions? You fall in love with the thing you're doing. You spend more time doing it. Then you love your life. (laughs) When you realize that there's a bunch of things in your life and your homeschool routines that you don't love. So why are you doing them? So girlfriend, pursue your passions. The fifth thing that you could do to streamline your homeschool routine is to live with intention. Here's what I mean by that. You may have heard me speak to time blocking your life. Note that the things I'm about to speak to, this time blocking concept, I actually have a time audit that you can access on the show notes page of this episode that actually spells out how to do this. Time blocking means this. Decide if an activity is something you want to include in your life. Determine how much time you want to spend doing it. And grab a simple hour-by-hour schedule that you can access through me and block out time to do it for every single thing that you want to do in your life. Which sounds tedious, probably is, the first time you do it. But only the first time. Do you want to volunteer at the local senior center once a month? write it in. Want to have a regular date night with your partner or a girl's night out with your friends? Block it off. Want to sleep eight hours a night? Set a reminder on your phone that you're going to bed, screens not welcome, at 11 p.m. Assuming, of course, that you don't have a child that you need to attend to. (laughs) And anyways, we'll just not talk about the postpartum period or maybe the period before you have a five-year-old. Anyway, If you want good sleep, you have to make it happen, is my point. What if you want to include a devoted learning time in each of your days? Block it off. Do you want the house to be relatively clean regularly? Maybe you want to just block off two hours on Saturday when you all do it together. Want to do a daily neighborhood run? Stop your daily routine at three. Give the screens to the kids for a half an hour and go. But you say you want to, but you can't. 
If you want to include a weekly activity just for you, but you don't know what you even want to do, because I have heard that a lot, that people are so unaccustomed to spending time by themselves that they don't even know what to do if they had the time. Well, consider asking maybe your mom, your partner, a friend to look after the kids and leave for an hour every week to just do whatever strikes your fancy. You don't have to be productive. It doesn't have to be creative. It's just time away. Maybe you want to book time at a pottery studio or peruse a bookshop with a pumpkin spice latte or begin a writing practice, learn to weave or start a business. But you can't, you say, because there's too much stuff going on, too many extracurriculars. You've got places to go, kids to bring to places. Well, maybe it needs to wait just for a little bit. And next semester, only include activities that fit into your schedule when everything else is determined. I promise the kids won't die. Yes, they may not be doing as many extracurriculars as the other kids, but they will be just fine. I've seen it. Or maybe you say you don't have anyone to look after your kids. And I get that and I feel for you. This may be the time to go beyond um, what's comfortable and try to make friends in your community in some form or fashion, even if it's neighbors that you probably wouldn't even have any reason to connect with in any other way, except that they live right beside you. It will truly benefit you to build community for many reasons. But you say, what if the kids won't give you the space? Well, it might be time to teach them when you're unavailable on the other side of your bedroom door. Teach them and actually mean it or just simply plan to leave the house. Consider practicing an afternoon quiet time on each of their beds or creating a communal quiet time in your family room with quiet music or reading. Get them used to you not being always available right now. Now, I am not saying that you shouldn't be available to your kids, but there is a fine line. There's kind of a challenge that we create, I think, as homeschool parents, and it is that we're always available to them. And that is that is a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful benefit to homeschooling. And also, we can't always be available because we sometimes need to be quiet in our own heads. So create a space where they learn we're just going to be quiet together, or mom is not presently available. Or what if it's your partner who won't give you the space to support you? Straight up, you've been participating in a way of relating that probably isn't serving your partner or yourself. Your needs matter too. And I would encourage you to stop telling yourself that they don't and require him or her to honor your needs too. Or you might say, or maybe you're saying, I do want to do some of these things, but I just can't make the time. Then my friend, I would be direct and I would say, listen, we only do the things that we want to do. You might not want to do these things as much as you're telling yourself you do. <laughs> that sounds kind of confusing. But at the end of the day, the things that we really want to do are the things we end up really doing, which is totally fine. Just recognize that if you really want to do something, you will make it happen. What if there are things on your list that you don't want to do, 
that doesn't... What if there's things that don't truly align with your sense of purpose? Well, then delete them. Categorically, unapologetically, though kindly, just delete them. Craft a life that aligns with your aspirations. Your dreams aren't meant for someday. Your life is not meant to be lived someday. They're meant for today. We're going to have this conversation in the Patreon Homeschool Mama Support Group. I'm offering two special support groups this year. One, just for the first-year homeschool mamas. And for the second two, let's say, 12th-year homeschool mamas. And we're going to have this discussion about evaluating our daily habits and routines through the grid of these six game-changing ways to streamline your homeschool routines. If you'd like to learn more about this Patreon support group, contact me. You'll find the link on the show notes to this page titled Six Game-Changing Ways to Streamline Your Homeschool Routines. Because you want to make space for what really matters and create a life filled with purpose. Remember that your homeschool journey is not about creating and crafting a pristine homeschool routine. It's not about achieving academic end goals. It's about creating lasting memories as you savor the many moments that you have every single day of your homeschool life. If this podcast is an encouragement for you, would you share it with someone you know would benefit? And would you consider sharing a review on Apple or Spotify? Last week in the Homeschool Mama support group on Facebook, I asked if anyone can share their ideas and on how on how to create routines, whether homeschool routines, household chores, work, morning routines, personal routines, because I know so many moms right now are asking me how to set up routines for them, but I also know that there really isn't one right way to make one. Oh, I could make them for people easily. The organizational realm is my strong suit, but I know that it won't necessarily work for you. You won't actually appreciate it and you won't necessarily value the same things that I do. So I asked if anyone would share their ideas on what advice they would give. And I so appreciated Eve's response. She shared, I have a set schedule that I use as a guideline, but not as a have to. I have a weekly schedule written out And if the day goes according to plan, wonderful. If not, I don't berate myself. I love routine, but I also need to know I can have a spontaneous day and not quote unquote be behind. Literally every day is the same if we don't have some random activity anyway. And I just can't do the same thing every day for the next 18 years. Every day there will be laundry and math, so what if a day gets written off? (laughs) Girlfriend? Quotable. I love that. So well said. I'd love to hear from you too. So if you want to send me a message, you can send it to me via email, or you can join me over at Facebook, Instagram, or Patreon at Homeschool Mama Self Care. Until next week, I want for you and your homeschool kids to turn your homeschool challenges into your homeschool charms. You got this, girlfriend.